0: I'm just
1: kidding, I'm not going to do that. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, in just a few moments, I'm going to get your input um, about uh, some friends and some qualities as friends. We are continuing a part three of our series, part four, sorry, uh, of our series of The Good Life, in which today we're going to talk about friendships. Last week we talked about choices, the week after that, or before that we talked about our words, and the week before that we talked about our heart. Uh, and so today we're going to talk about Friendships. And what does the Bible really tell us about friendships and how do we become a better friend? And how do we even choose the right friends? Uh, Because I think those are pivotal and important. Uh, And so you'll see on the half sheet that the one thought today is literally, my friends are the greatest influence in my life, and I am the greatest influence in their lives. And so I hope that today you can understand this truth and understand this principle as we read through Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. So go ahead and turn there if you have your Bibles, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. Uh, As you're doing that, I want to do a couple things. You'll see on your half sheets, there's a bunch of verses with blanks next to them. The whole intention of this is for you uh, to have an opportunity to continue the conversation uh, beyond just a morning service. seat. I would be a fool to think that you hear every word I say. Uh, And even though I think that I'm amazing, uh, I know I'm not nearly as amazing as sometimes something to take home with. So uh, my hope is that as you talk about process through what God is stirring in your heart about friendships that you'll be able to go home with these scriptures and uh, really nail it down in one word. What is this scripture telling me about friendships, about the people I surround myself with, about the friend that I'm supposed to be for my friends? Uh, And So we're going to do that today. uh, And so I'm going to read this. We're going to pray one more time for the message, uh, and then I'm going to ask you a couple questions, okay? So it says this, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. It says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. Awesome verse. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Read it one more time. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Let's pray. God, again, we come before you. And Lord, we just ask you to speak to our hearts. You know our situation. You know everything about us. Nothing is hidden from your sight. And Lord, you've given us your word intentionally that we would come to know you better and follow you obediently. So God, speak to our hearts today. Help us to know your voice and no other voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. amen. So on that half sheet, there's a question that says, who are your top three friends? So I want you to take a few moments, think through that real quick. Who are the top three friends in your life? Maybe, maybe you only put really two friends down. Maybe you'll put like a dozen, but I want to say top three because as I, I think about this filter of friendships, uh, you can go ahead and do that. I'm going to just kind of talk a little bit over it. Uh, I, I'm thinking through friendships. There's this thing called the Facebook. I don't know if you know what it is. Uh, but on that, on that social media website, uh, I have 862 friends. What? I'm popular, uh, so you should be friends with me because I'm popular. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but the truth of the matter is if I were to throw a birthday party for my daughter because her birthday is coming up, I'm not going to invite 862 people. So it got me thinking, what does it mean to be a friend? And So on your half sheet, you have a spot where you can throw two your top three friends and what i want to do is you're filling that out is just write uh, a single word there we go uh don't judge me because of my writing okay some of you write better than me that's okay but jesus made me the way i am <laughs> okay so i want to take a few moments and just ask the question in those top three friends and i'm going to try and stay out of the way so if i get in the way just say hey move it buddy you can't see um but we're going to do two things. We're going to ask one question, and we're going to follow it up with the contrasting question, okay? Those top three friends, what are some of their qualities? What makes a good friend? That's the question I want to answer first. So just start giving me some of your answers. Um, what makes a good friend? Go ahead. Honesty. Honesty. Good word. I can read that even though you can't. What else? <laughs> Say it louder. A listener. a listener. All the boys are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Loyalty. Loyalty. Reliability. Reliability. Good words. Those are better than the high schoolers' guys. You're smarter. Just kidding. Or you just have better friends. What else? Humility. Humility good word. What else? Helpful. Helpful. Great. Seriously, these are a lot better answers than <laughs> high schoolers. Why is <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, this is the bathroom call. <laughs> what else? Kindness. Those are good qualities. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit. Those are great qualities. Makes me be convicted already. Thanks, guys. So let's say, what are some bad friendship uh, ideas? Well, if you were to have a bad friend, what would mark a bad friend? Go ahead, Cole. I look by the hands you shoot. I know. Go ahead, no listening. Huh? What'd you say, Cole? Just kidding. Over okay, here, let's go. Lying. There's another hand over right here. A couple of them. Same words? Okay. Let's go boys. Untrustworthy. Untrustworthy. Some of you are just thinking, hey, I'll just take the opposite of the words I can put on this. <laughs> Smart. I suppose you didn't get it either. Good. Let's talk bully? Bully. Good word. What, do you think? what else? Uh get, uh thief. Thief? Unreliable. Unreliable. Couple more. Good, right? Betrayal. Betrayal. We'll we'll say backstabber because that's more strong. Mm -hmm. You're a backstabber. You betrayed me. Backstabber sounds more brutal. One more. You try to talk me into bad things. Those are great things. So here's the question. Well, not even a question. But here's the reality. It's, it's easy to sit down, and I hope that you all can see this, it's a little blurry, I apologize. Um, you'll get in a minute. But the challenge is this for our lives. Who are we surrounding ourselves with? Because these are the things we talked about. It, we are the greatest influence in our friend's life, but they are also the greatest influences in our life. And who we surround ourselves with is incredibly important for the success of our lives, but also for the success of us following Jesus, Right? Proverbs tells us this, that those who, one, who, uh, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. Why? If you have unreliable friends, why do you come to ruin? Because you have a whole bunch of bad qualities that are being influenced in your life. If your friends buy you Taco Bell very quickly, trust me, find your friends. No. Just kidding. Hashtag funny. Uh, but the, the crazy thing is, if you have someone who doesn't listen to you, are they even worth being friends? You? Huh? I saw that. I heard that. You're not my friend anymore. Unfriended. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw the old lady commercials funny. And my mind was, like, if you have friends who lie to you, if you have friends who are untrustworthy, if you have friends who are trying to influence you to do bad things, obviously on paper or on a whiteboard, it's you say, yeah, that's a bad friend. That's a that's a bad individual. Say no to bad friends, right? But what happens in real life? What happens when you're a junior? High? What happens if in the current context of the social setting that you're in? You feel alone. There's no one that really, like, you're not, I don't know anybody. When I was a teenager, I moved from Virginia Beach, Virginia, which is on the East Coast. It's where hurricanes would come every now and then. Uh, Really, really beautiful place. I enjoyed it. It was really humid, so I'm glad we moved. But I moved to Washington State when I was about 14 going on 15. I was 14 going on 15. Um, And I moved across the country in a van, not at all by a river. And I remember sitting in this van, and we moved, and I came to Tri Cities. I was a sophomore in high school, so a little bit older than most of you. And all of a sudden, I knew no. See, Virginia had my friends. I had, I had some of my friends who, truthfully, would fall in this category more than the others. They wouldn't really listen. They were kind of bullies. Uh, They were totally unreliable. Uh, They would buy me Taco Bell. Just kidding. Uh, But they would also talk me into bad things. And the crazy thing is, I began to look like those who I hung out with. I began to say words that were not really beneficial or uplifting or encouraging to those around me. I'd walk around with a few of my guy friends every morning before the school bell would ring, and we would talk about teachers we hated. We would talk about girls like they were objects. We would talk about each other like we didn't care for each other, like most guys tend- has a tendency to do. Why? Because we're prideful and insecure. It's a bad combination. So rather than encourage one another, it's like, dude, you suck. We would walk around because of my friends. We would walk around, and all of a sudden, my life began to look miserable. And it didn't just look miserable. It felt miserable. One who has unreliable friends. Soon comes to ruin. My life fell apart. One day when I was at church, I was one way, but with the moment I went back to school on Monday, guess what happened? Everything I just learned went to the wayside because I cared more about fitting in and not being lonely than I did about being who I was. And my friends influenced me. Young person, it's better to be alone and trust in Jesus than it is to be surrounded by the most popular individuals who are leading you astray. I'm 31 years old, I know I'm old, it's okay. I don't have a lot of gray hairs, just a few. Thanks for the laughter. Anybody on a walker? Just kidding. But in my many years of life, because I got a ton of them, I've learned one thing. That it's okay to be alone but have Jesus than it is to be surrounded by very popular kids. I've had both. I've been blessed I've been surrounded by very popular kids. And you know what my life was full of? Nothing. But you know what? I've also been alone with Jesus. And my life was full of life. I have no longer gave in to the things around me. And the crazy thing is this, your friends are the greatest influences of your life. For better or for worse. See, the way that friendship works is literally your life is a combination of what you surround yourself with. You are marked, influenced by the things and the people you surround yourself with. That's a mess. No one's going to want to shake my hand or high-five me unless you just want to stick it to the man back. I'll high-five you. The challenge is this. Can you surround yourself with the right influences? Will you surround yourself with the right influences? To pin another picture, it's something like this. I'm going to take this chair, so I'm going to drop this stuff. One, two, three. It's okay. I have people to clean up because uh-huh. <laughs> my wife makes me clean up and it hurts my feelings. Um, okay, that's just a good husband. Imagine for a second if this is your life. Okay? As someone who follows Jesus, your life is one that has moral integrity. Everything you do is, should be filtered through. How can I lift Jesus up and let him be known? The Bible says that as you lift God up, he draws people unto him. And so the goal of our life as followers of Jesus, is to make him even more well-known. So when you surround yourself with the right people, guess what happens? They help reinforce you and hold you up when life gets a little tough. But if you surround yourself with a bad influence, Josh, I'm going to make you a bad influence for a second, so come up here for a second, will you? Just grab my hand. How's it going? I'm Aaron. I think you're good. So you're good. So the whole object of this little illustration is I'm going to try and pull you up onto the chair, or you're going to try and pull me down from the chair. Don't hurt me, okay? Because I'm crying and I don't want to cry of everybody because I'm embarrassed. But that's the whole thing. So you ready? Start going. You pull me down or I pull you up. What are you going to do? Uh, like, try that. Let's do that. I've been cheating because I put you in foot flops on purpose. Ready? Just try and pull. You can pull hard. It's okay. I'm a big boy. And you notice what's happening? What's happening? He's literally... I can't stand up straight without like yanking him over, but that doesn't build him up to Jesus, right? What happens is if he puts enough weight into it, I'm gonna go down. He has influenced how I stand and live my life. Who you surround yourself with versus like, hold me up. Like, let's pretend I'm gonna fall. Just hold me up for a second. If I'm leaning over, what's he doing? He's holding me up and you're just like, I can't believe he's doing that. He's strong, man. He's bucking. You should see those rocks that thing. Good job. Now, give him a round of applause. he may not have pulled me down, but he hindered me from being able to stand fully upright. The same thing is with those who you surround yourself with are the greatest influences in your life, young person. See, we talked about loyalty. We talked about listening. We talked about all of those qualities, and Proverbs is chocked full of advice and wisdom for you and for me. So the question I have is how do you choose better friends How do you choose people that will hold you up when life gets hard? How will you choose people when you're struggling, when you're you're discouraged, or you're struggling, you have thoughts that are not good thoughts? What do you do? It all depends on who you surround yourself with. The friends that you want are those who make you a better follower of Jesus. See, Proverbs 27:17 says: As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We talked about this year: we want friends that are loyal. Proverbs seventeen seventeen says this: that a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born. A brother is born in times of adversity. When life gets hard, you want people around you who are not like, hey, you know what? I know life sucks, but why don't we just go party? Why don't we just go chase after boys or, or go chase after those girls or why don't we just you know sit down and play video games and do nothing with our life because that's not healthy, young person. Video games are not bad, but consuming your life with them is horrible. It's unhealthy. Those that are loyal, friends that will help you continue to pursue Jesus is important. You want friends that will show wisdom through their actions. See Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion suffers, a companion of fools suffers harm. You want friends that are loyal? You want those who have life? And speech is grace and giving. Proverbs 22, 11 says, one who loves with a pure heart and who speaks with grace will have the king for a friend. The greatest influencer in a kingdom, in Solomon's days, he wrote this, was the king. He had the final say of everything. One whose words are grace-giving, on un- are spoken out of the purity of heart, will become a friend with the king, the most influential person in the world. The final question is this, how do you become a better friend? Proverbs will tell us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Oftentimes, we hear a trigger word, oh, I can speak to that. And Proverbs says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. A hot-tempered person starts fights, a cool-tempered person stops them. Young person, you want to be a better friend? Be quick to listen and slow to speak. So says, speak gently. Proverbs 15, one gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Be nice. There's a moment I had an interaction with my, one of, two of my best friends. And I had this stupid competition <laughs> where it was all about whoever gets to my room first because we were gonna go up and play something or whatever, play games or toys or little action figures because I didn't have a video game system because I was poor and they weren't really that popular yet. First one of the last in my room is a rotten egg. Who wants to be a rotten egg? I was a junior high at the time, no one wants to be a rotten egg. And I remember running up there and something happened where I got someone cut in front of me and beat me to my room, so I was the last one. You know how mad I was? <laughs> Because I was lost. Shoot. So mad. So all of a sudden I began to just be mean to one of my friends. Called him names. I made fun of him. Or he stormed out of our room in tears. Because I was a jerk. Because I was nuts. I didn't speak gently. You want to be a better friend? Be quick to show love. Proverbs 3.3, never let love and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. The final thing is this. Make Christ number one. Our goal as followers of Jesus is not to be higher and above everyone else, but that they would see Jesus in us. And who we surround ourselves with will influence us for better or for worse. So my question to you this morning is who in your life is surrounding you in this chair. Are they pulling you down? Or are they helping support and lift you up to continue to pursue Jesus? If I could define a friend, in one statement would simply be this. A friend is a trustworthy peer with whom you choose to live alongside with common vision of God's call and direction for each other's lives. The ultimate goal of a friend, as Proverbs tells us, this was the common vision for God's call and direction in each and every one of our lives. My question is, are your friends the ones you're surrounded with that will push you to that call? Or are the ones that want to pull you to what they want? It's your choice. Maybe you need to rethink some of your friends. Maybe this week you really need to process, God, who in my life is a detriment to my life? Who's hindering me from pursuing everything you have in front of me? Because as I pray for you guys every week, as I think about... God's calling on your lives. As I I take on the responsibility as a pastor, not because I get paid to do it, but because I care deeply about each and every one of you, whether this is your first Sunday, welcome, I'm so glad you're here, or this is your 110th. I care because I believe so mightily in God's call on your life, and I want you to experience everything God has for you. Maybe you need to reconsider who's surrounding your life. What are you going to do? We're going to heed the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We're going to do your own thing. We're going to go back into worship. And I just want to challenge us and encourage us. Maybe you need to just sit and kind of write down some thoughts on the back of that half sheet. Maybe you should read some of the Proverbs that are on that list just to wrap your mind around God. Show me some things that I need to reinvest in my life or surround myself with. But as the team leads us in worship, I want to encourage you to not forsake this moment and to let God maybe speak to your hearts. Maybe you need to find a leader and ask for prayer if you got a tough decision and you really want God to speak to you. Whatever the case is, can we just spend some time and let God speak to our hearts? And then can we be obedient and bold this week and make some tough choices? God, I thank